Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Space Anime. Um, it's Cyborg 009, uh, episodes 5 through uh, 8 today. Mm-hmm. And... I <laughs> This show moves. This show, this show, I was not expecting it to jump yeah, the silly. proverbial shark <laughs> <laughs> quite so quickly. Yeah, It's like, almost kind of refreshing how just laissez-faire that it is. It just doesn't care what you think. Yeah. It they has just a don't story, care. and that story is fucking stupid. But uh, we're gonna go with it. So, and like there, there are weirdly heavy moments, but they just those are those. And then there's also with Vampire Lash, Mansion. Right <laughs> yeah, like both of these are valid. Mm-hmm. Both of them count. You can't. Mm-hmm, they're fine. It reminds me of uh, Hakuto no Ken, uh, Fist of the North Star, <laughs> which has a weird underground lake vampire episode. Just out of nowhere <laughs> and uh yeah i uh, have a lot of respect for it is what i'm saying it's, i uh, kind of loved these episodes they were uh they went from <laughs> what is maybe the ultimate wife guy move in history <laughs> yes <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> it's good ones today uh i i hope the rest of cyborg 009 is like this this season's gonna be a blast kubo take yeah. us away um i guess a <laughs> quick recap uh they give you the numbers again one is the baby with telepathy two is the big nose jet guy who's kind of an asshole three is the woman with x-ray vision four is the gray hair guy with missiles Five. two is falco two is falco yeah. here let me do it easier <laughs> two is falco lombardi from star fox he's a yep. snippy bitch who can fly yeah <laughs> Uh, five is the huge guy with super strength. Uh, six is the fat guy who's comic relief and kind of cooks and also spits fire. Uh, seven is the silly English dude who shapeshifts and also is horny all the time. Eight <laughs> is the black guy who's Aquaman. And nine is our protagonist who goes super fast. So just to give a quick recap because there's a lot of dudes. Ten <laughs> R plus, minus, and they're also very dead. Yeah, they so exploded. They're no longer in the story. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot more for the next several episodes, so get ready to try to keep track of it. I did not know this show was so Monster of the Week. It kicks yep. ass. <sighs> okay, so uh, episode five started with a new opening. Like, this is the fourth one, I think. <laughs> At this point, we're pretty sure the one in episodes two and three was just something that someone threw together on the dub because there's just no opening. Yeah, I guess. This one has, like, I don't know, planes turning into robots, and also there's dolphins, and the same Bad House music is there, so at least that's a constant. <laughs> Forever. Um, <laughs> we get a scene of what apparently is East Berlin. Um, Four is driving a truck, and there's a woman hidden in the back of the truck. Uh, they're stopped at a checkpoint, and he almost talks his way through, but he doesn't, and they start shooting at him, so he has to run, and the truck eventually gets shot and explodes. Um, For reference, see- yeah, I wasn't his sure. eyes are what? still weird, like, yeah, even back then. Him. That's just, just what he weird. looks like, yeah. yeah. What what did anyone notice what it was that allegedly gave him away? No, no. he it, it just suddenly okay. they were like, oh yeah, you can go through, and then suddenly, oh no, wait, stop! It Get came out, out of, of nowhere. Yeah, I feel that I may be a sure dumb thing. Like, I wasn't sure if maybe it was like an error on the paperwork he caught, like because he was like holding a document and like looking at it and looking back at him. So maybe there was just like something off in a way that he caught it, like a hologram was missing on his passport. Who knows? You right. Know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, the truck gets shot up, blows up. Um, you see four pulling the woman out of the back of a truck. Uh, she's like, "We did we make it?" And like, apparently, it's his wife named Hilda. Uh, she's like, "We're in a free country now." And she holds up her hand. And there's a ring on it, and then she dies. Um, Speed run, <laughs> wife in, wife out of story. Time. 
<laughs> it was absolutely the fastest establishing of a wife guy I have ever seen in media. Incredible stuff. Just uh, oh, driving through a checkpoint, bang, my wife, yeah. <laughs> and yep. like, we're done. <laughs> and then he wakes up. Yeah, so he wakes up. It was a dream. Um, he has Hilda's ring around his neck, and the ring's kind of like busted and kind of broken. Um, Four meets Kazumi. Kazumi is uh, sitting out there. He's like, "You want me to teach you how to play Go?" And, He's the uh, old doctor who looks like Doctor Light yeah. for reference. Yeah. So Four's like, "I have to go on patrol, like all the other people go on patrol." And Kazumi's like, "Oh, that's cool, man. I'll come back and play Go whenever." Kazumi is super chill. He doesn't care. Uh, we see six and seven. They're outside patrolling. Um, like Gilmore gave them all like radios and they say they look like baby monitors and they absolutely look like baby monitors. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, it's their dissonant and Gilmore's like does some techno babble, like these will I see anything coming. Yeah. Uh, they're waiting for Black Ghost to show up because they think they're gonna send more cyborgs. Uh, three is at home, she's real tired. Gilmore goes tells her to lie down, she goes to lie down, but then sees that objects are coming and it's a spider orb thing. She's been idea. spidey sensing so hard that she's very tired now. Imagine an orb and around its equator there's a bunch of little holes and like legs kind of come out of them. Like It's real... also huge. Yeah. Uh, I think like 1960 yeah. robot legs, just like the three jointed yes. ones or whatever. And like and like the Hal like red eye kind of thing, like that iconic thing, but like all around it in a ring. So kind of like a mix between a UFO, like a spider mech, and also that 2001 Hal thing. So it's <laughs> it's good. It's a good. It's a good. It's very sixties. It looks very sixties mecha. Yeah, yep. like it's that kind of traditional rounded look that you really don't get on like Gundam, for example. Very often. I mean, it's least. easier to animate when it's just an orb. It's true. Exactly. And spinny. <laughs> yeah. So the spider orb shows up uh, near uh, five and eight. So they start shooting at them and stuff. But eventually, they got shot by this like goop crap that like hardens and they're stuck inside, kind of like cement. Um, four comes over and asks, like, are you a cyborg? And he's like, yes, I'm cyborg 0011. Again. So they went way off model with this. Yeah. Because Um, he's a cyborg. Well, they immediately address it, though. Eleven's like, why do you, well, your guys are cyborgs. Why do you look home human? Why am I a giant orb? This is stupid. Um, Four gets trapped as well, but the rest of the cyborgs show up and help him. Their guns really aren't doing anything. They're just bouncing off the side. So Nine's like, oh, you got to shoot at one, you know, that's like holes are open. And so uh, four and two uh, do that, and it flies up away, but then crashes. Uh, they run For the o- record, they're doing bro moves at this point. Like two has four scooped up in his arms and is flying around like a jet, and then two is or uh, four is just like cracking open his leg while they're airborne and just shooting missiles. Like they have just formed up into a jet with a missile launcher. <laughs> it rules. Bro squad. Their teamwork is leveled. So there's like two voice actor things I want to bring up here. One is Nine has a different voice actor in this episode. Really? Yeah, he um, has like no lines in this, but all the lines he sounds completely different. And so I looked it up and what happened was there was the guy, um, uh, Derek Stephen uh, Prince, who uh, is a voice in a lot of these shows. He's another Digimon voice. Was originally the voice actor for Nine, but the higher ups didn't like him. Sony nixed him. Yes, so they replaced him with the guy that was one to four, but for some reason the original voice actor is still in episodes five and nine. Um, huh. Every really other one. <laughs> 
Yeah, every other one uh, is the guy that was in like one to four, but uh, five and nine still have the original other actor for some reason. And the other one is that zero zero eleven is voiced by Coffee Dad from Persona Five, Jameson Price. Oh, wow, <laughs> who has shown up in Truly everything? Truly wild. How be- <laughs> I, first of all, congratulations on noticing that. <laughs> How did you weird. not? It was so. <laughs> I mean, I noticed it was weird, but I wasn't going to be like, I was like, I don't know, maybe he phoned it in. Like, no, I'm just like, as soon as he started talking, I'm like, that's, that's Coffee Dad right there. And I was like, yep, that sure is him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Eleven, the big orb thing kind of flew away and crashed uh, near a cliff. Uh, four goes over to it and it's like, what did you say about your body? Why are you an orb? It's stupid. And Eleven's like, well, Black Ghost wouldn't give me back my body unless I killed all the cyborgs. But I have a wife and daughter and I can't hug them and it makes me sad. So it starts crying in big orb. There's a lot of hugging going on <laughs> like with these robots. Yeah. And so- we have immediately established the battle of the wife guys. <laughs> <It's here. laughs> yeah. So the orb starts crying. It's like, I want to go home and like... Four is kind of feeling conflicted, and two's like, you fucking idiot, shoot him! And he goes and fires a laser, and, like, Eleven just kind of falls into the water, but as it does so, it fires this missile up into the sky, and it makes it rain, and it's very super dramatic, and everybody's like, oh, that's real sad, it's raining. Yeah, Like, (laughs) Four, like, gets in the way of Two getting ready to, like, blast it, and instead the blaster just, like, cuts the earth where it was, and it falls into the ocean. And then as it does, it deploys a weird canister. Yeah, that Uh, makes it rain. I believe. Makes it rain. Which, weird. Weird. Probably yeah. What a, what a weird thing for a robot to do. <laughs> like, we made this robot able to cry, but in a really <laughs> fun way. <laughs> so, back at the house, uh, Kazumi and Gilmore are looking at like the goop puddle that five and eight are stuck in. Yeah, I guess they just picked it up and like brought it home. Yeah, uh, Six uses its flames to get them free, and I'm just thinking these guys are going to be roasting alive inside, and there's a comedy well, relief scene because I mean, Eight's ass is on fire. Six is very reluctant, but the professors are like, no, we Go fine. for it, dude. Go for it, it's fine. The thing, the thing that like made me curious is like not so much that he did the whole roasting thing, it's just like, this is inside their living room. Like, do this outside, yeah. my dude. That <laughs> okay. ruined Kazumi's carpet for sure, but he doesn't care. What, what got me... Was that when they carried them in, they said they were like, they're encased in wax. Oh, no, aren't they already suffocated? And he's like, well, they're cyborgs. We do need to get them out soonish, but they'll be fine for a while. So how much air do they need? <laughs> right. And why Why do they need any? You, you would <laughs> like, think that it would be, you either needed a lot more air than a human did or none, right? Yeah, it's either like ventilation for heat, in which case, yeah, these cyborgs with... Super brains going at a trillion miles an hour with jet boots and shit probably need some cooling going on. But also, why do they need to be able to breathe? (laughs) uh, One of them can swim underwater. What's Aquaman? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is an overheating thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know why they would use the flame breath if that was the case, but uh, continuing on. (laughs) Four is out on the balcony. He's looking sad, thinking about orb robot buddy. Uh, Two comes up and is an asshole and says, like, you were a danger because you wouldn't kill him. That's bad for the team. And Four is like, fuck you and walks away. What a Falco. I I do have to ask, didn't in episode one they say that they're different from the enemy because they don't kill? I guess robots don't count. It's how human you look, I guess. (laughs) Right. That was a UFO. There is something bizarre about them like being like cyborgs don't count as people except us. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be ripped to you, but I'm different, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, uh, where was I? Uh, Levin's underwater right now. He's kind of on the radio. He's talking, to, apparently, the Black Ghost. We don't hear the other voice on the line. But he's saying, like, I want to go home. I want to, you know, hug my wife and kid. And then he starts screaming, and the eyes on him turn red on the outside. Um, Nine is patrolling around outside. Four shoves up and says it's time to switch. Um, they're like, this is where we fought number 10, 10 1 and 10 2 or something. And Nine says, like, I wanted 10 to be good, but maybe it's too hard to make enemies cool. And Four is like, it's risky to empathize with the enemy, but we have to try to keep our humanity. They want us to be more than cyborg weapons. And, you know, it's the whole morality thing. Um, in my notes, Five and Gilmore are being misogynistic, which is kind of common for them. Yeah, he's like saying some shit about three three and then yeah. he chokes on his plate whatever um they start eating dinner and then they all start passing out and no one knows why this is happening and kazumi's like well maybe it's delayed poison and then two's like oh yeah there was rain in that missile that was weird we all got rained on so that's Oops, poison i guess it was poison water yeah. remember that thing that was bizarre for a robot to do turns out on purpose <laughs> really weird. strange yeah yeah, so Eleven flies, activates and flies out of the water. Uh, four and nine go and spot it and go give chase. Um, three wakes up. She was out, pass out in bed or something. I think that's why they're being misogynistic. Right. And uh, sees that Eleven's there and says, like, his circuits were shorted. Black Ghost must have fixed them. And now he is evil beyond all, you know, fixing or whatever. Uh, two flies around a bit and try to distract it, but gets zapped. Uh, nine saves them and then gets zapped too. And then four saves them and tells them about the poison. I guess they're the only ones fighting the robot right now. They're all like slowly getting yeah. paralyzed. All, all the other ones are back home, like completely fucked by this poison. They're yeah, all like in sick beds now. Yeah, I don't know why it took those three much longer to get affected by the poison while the others were instantly passing out at the breakfast table. It, it seems yeah. like the range uh, the other ones were faster, first, but. Mm. <laughs> yeah so um, yeah i think yeah maybe i think it's just uh number is cyborg nine is the fastest one therefore the poison took the longest to catch up to him there you go. <laughs> a fast this is my theory oh, <laughs> welcome to my ted talk yeah. <laughs> yeah so down in the boat sub um three and gilmore are trying to attend to all the sick people and gilmore's trying to science himself a solution um Kazumi's there too, and he asks Gilmore, like, what is your relation to the cyborgs? And it's like, yeah, it seems like they've become family to you, seeing how you're always concerned about them. And it's like, family is a gift, and again, morality, bullshit. Is this he the does- first part where do- where the doctor goes like, Dr. Kazumi is a foremost bioengineering scientist? <laughs> yeah. Because that line gets said like seven or eight times in this block. <laughs> Ty is a pro- prominent streamer on Twitch TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, outside, two and nine are being are paralyzed by the thing. Four is the only one really doing anything left, uh, so he tries to stop Eleven, but he also becomes paralyzed shortly. He then starts trying to appeal to Eleven's humanity, think of your family, etc., all that. But Eleven isn't having it because he's totally evil now. Um, His eyes are four, red. Yeah, four is out of like rocket ammo and stuff, and he's trying to shoot him with the little pistol, but like he can't pull the trigger on the gun because he's paralyzed. And he's like, "I'll be with Hilda soon." But then, like, he somehow uses the ring on the necklace. This like, is the most wife guy move in history. Yeah. It fucking slaps. So man. what he does is to to be clear. So basically, what it is is his hands are just paralyzed with his like four fingers, like completely straight out, and then his thumbs are like kind of just back. So he can like hold the gun between his hands, but he can't operate the trigger. Like he can't pull, do a pull. Basically, so he loops the his wedding ring that's on the end of a necklace around the trigger and then 
pushes the gun away from himself so that the ring pulls the trigger on his behalf. And it is the most incredibly wife guy move in history. Just like, my wife, bam! And it's so good! My wife, like, you've oh given my me life! <laughs> yeah, so he shoots at Eleven and then passes out. Um, Eleven gets hit in the little arm thing you do. In the Hickey, weak spot. Uh, yeah, changes colors back to blue and then flies off and explodes and four passes out. There's a uh, lot of, like, the bad guy robots flying away and exploding in this one, too. Yeah, I think the implication is since the colors turned blue, he gained his memory or whatever back and wasn't evil and then flew away to avoid exploding next to them, I yeah. think. But, yeah, that, but, that's also another thing. All the cyborgs that they fight go back to being good for just in time for them to explode. So uh, we cut time. It's like Goku, but he doesn't revive Frieza at the end. <laughs> he just kind of leaves him dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's a time skip uh, later the cyborgs are waking up because Kazumi did the whole bioengineering. He's a formal scientist, you know. Um, <laughs> they're all kind of hungover. They all thank him. His house was really fucked up. It got blown up, but he doesn't care. He's chill. He's cool about it. He's like, cherish your family. It's the Homeless perfect size adults. for me now, half destroyed. Yeah. Um, cut to a bit later. Uh, Four is playing Go with him, points out he just won. Kazumi is super surprised. He's like, Gilmore cheats, and he's a super genius, and he can't beat me. This doesn't make sense. We have to win again. And, like, the last shot is just Four's necklace kind of busted sitting there. Good good wife guy episode. I love Four. <laughs> He's still my favorite. Yeah, Four's pretty good. I like him. Like, just, I, I still cannot get over how fast they set up the backstory for this episode. Yep. It's truly, like... I almost want to just clip the whole thing and post it on Twitter because it'll fit. <laughs> it like, it'll fit in one Twitter video of just like, do your paperwork, sir. Oh, here it is. Bam. No, my wife. We're in a free country. It's fine. We'll be here. No. Like, it's just <laughs> incredible. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, so in episode six, uh, they're all down by the boat sub thing. Uh, they're painting different things. Like two is drawing a bunch of like teeth on the front, like it's a fighter jet. Uh, Even five a fighter jet over shark it. face. Yeah, seven is drawing like a whole bunch of like psychedelic Woodstock shit, and like six is drawing this Chinese dragon on the side, and they get into a paint fight. Um, Gilmore shows up. He says Kazumi's gone. He should be back from getting groceries or whatever by now. And so they go out to find him. They find his car on the side of the road. Only his hat is there. Uh, four sees that there are tire tracks leading away, so they think he's kidnapped. Um, he is obviously the best biochemist in the world, and this is why people would the want to kidnap him. The foremost biochemist. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it's uh, so, really funny because doesn't which one goes seven? Well, it's like why would anyone kidnap Professor nice Kazumi? And talk about the biochemist thing, but I'm also like he also has nine cyborg fugitives in his house. <laughs> why would they want him? I go. Oh, I can't. I can't imagine why they, anyone would kidnap this old man. Mm. Just wild. Yeah, so uh, four, seven, and nine drive off. Um, seven kind of lampoons that nine is a terrible driver, which I guess makes sense because he seems to be like an 18-year-old kid, but, you know. Um, they fire, follow the tire tracks apparently to the edge of a cliff, like they just lead off the edge of a cliff, and that seems real weird. And so they look around and spot a huge mansion <laughs> off in the woods. And like, boy, howdy, does this episode go places from here. <laughs> just like reading the notes ahead and remembering just... What the fuck? It's so good. Yeah, oh, so, uh, Welcome they go to the Haunted Mansion, mansion episode. <laughs> yeah, they go down to the Haunted Mansion. Um, it's very, like, elaborate mansion. Um, they, they knock on the front door, and this green-haired lady with, like, these weird black eyes and huge tits opens the door, and Seven immediately goes <laughs> to Ruga. 
Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I, at one point, literally has the hard eyes and his tongue out, and I believe the caption I put along with it was, <laughs> once again, I've been unjustly kicked out of the comedy club for saying things like hubba hubba ding ding and yelling things like a wooga at all the female comedians, because it is, like, <laughs> the most that energy yep. I've ever seen. And <laughs> welcome to his mood for the entire episode. Yeah, he has a boner this entire 22 episode. 22 straight men. <laughs> yeah so we cut to the lady serving them drinks um she hasn't seen any they ask like have you seen any cars around and she's like no i live in the middle of the woods i don't see any cars so four and nine are like super suspicious about this and seven is being completely horny um nine asks if like she's alone in this mansion and she says she's temporarily alone waiting for her husband to show up uh, he's away on a trip or something she has this like weird shadow following her around like it's super obvious that they're trying to like draw attention to the shadow that's like I don't know a hard light or whatever none of these characters have ever had a shadow drawn but this lady perfect immaculate every time yeah so Seven is dejected learning that she has a husband and said they like your husband sucks why would he leave such a beautiful (laughs) woman in this mansion you should be my wife he immediately (laughs) slides in like yeah and she's like no it's cool and she just goes nah (laughs) yeah so yeah he gets friend zoned um (laughs) The three of them leave, and then as they leave, obviously her shadow grows eyes on the wall behind her. So yes, it's evil. Wow. Case, yeah. uh, they leave. Uh, she watches out the window, <laughs> and then later that night, um, it cuts to outside the mansion again. Four, seven, nine are there, and they're cyborg getups, and they're sneaking around because four and nine think that the, someone else like. I sensed that someone else was in this mansion. It was super weird. And Seven's making excuses like, "Oh no, she's a nice lady. We can't break into her house. It's creepy and stupid." So inside, the lady is staring at a chessboard. I don't know. I, I want to point out that, like, there are too many pawns on this. This is the most illegal game of chess that yes, anyone has ever played. Yes, many illegal chess moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're sneaking around the mansion. Uh, Simon thinks the mansion is creepy. Uh, the lady starts, like, moving pieces on the chessboard, and her actions start affecting the mansion. Like, walls will appear and disappear. Pathways will change. Doors will open, etc. Uh, Very haunted is- mansion yeah, Seven's playing comic relief. He gets scared by a tiger, then he gets trapped in a room, and they all think he's an idiot because he Seven is. does a, not stop in this episode, like, at all. It's a taxidermy tiger, to be clear. And yeah, Seven, I think since he's the comic relief, they were like, you're shaggy today. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you get to be shaggy. And the re- uh, who's Fred? Who's Fred, Ooh. do we think? Hmm. Oh, damn. There's that one Probably point four, where yeah. both nine and four say the exact same thing at the same time. And it's him. a very Fred line, too. Yeah. And like, so I feel like they're both Fred. <laughs> yeah, they're the both duality Fred. of Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the ladies makes more legal chess moves. Um, interestingly, there's a mirror next to her when she's doing this. She doesn't have a reflection. Maybe she's what like, oh, the- she- Oh god, just a vampire mansion episode. Yes. Of course there's a vampire mansion in this cyborg show. Why wouldn't there be? I love that it's episode six of fifty. Right? (laughs) It's like right in the beginning. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, so uh, the lady does some more stuff. They walk in circles. The house starts rumbling, and like the carpet in this long hallway starts attacking them, and Seven gets swept away. And they think he's crushed, but of course he can shapeshift, so he's flat walking around like Wildy Coyote. Now, see, this is why Seven <coughs> is second on my tier list, because he's practically unkillable, and yet they're never going to utilize him correctly. He doesn't actually know that. No. 
I mean, after Baby, I think he has one of the most broken powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Baby's think? number yeah. one, yeah. Seven's number two. Yeah. Seven could just turn into a bear. Yeah. Like, that's really good. That's already really you, good. Like, you don't even have to think very hard. Just be a bear. And hey, that's nice. You can beat a, a lot of stuff as a bear. <laughs> yeah. Seven gets squished perfectly fine. Yeah, he's cool with it. Yeah. So, uh, four thinks the lady's evil. Seven's like, oh, this is just a really good security system. They argue the carpet attacks again. Um, they eventually slide down these stairs into the spike trap room, but Seven saves him because he turns himself into an octopus and, like, grabs onto the wall. Well, that's the other thing. He just turns his arms into octopus arms. So, there's the other thing. He can just change bits Different of Different bits him. of himself. He could Cronenberg mm. himself if he wanted. He really could. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Uh, they eventually get vacuum sucked into another room. This one has the ceiling falling on them. Uh, this they go sequence kick- is oh so fucking God. funny. <laughs> they reuse so much animation here. So, like, the ceiling's falling down to crush them. So they, like, see a door and they bust through it. But it's the same room they just kind of bust it out of. It's uh, like break a this bu- these busting through the wall animations <laughs> beat ass. And they use the same two shots of them. I think it might even just be one, but flipped. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Holy shit, they just go ham with it. It's awesome. Like, it's what, maybe like half a second, but they managed to use it for like 20 seconds over the course of the episode. It's incredible. Like, they, so basically, they bust through the first room and end up in another room, and it's like, oh, the ceiling's falling in this one too. Look, another door. Bust through that one too. Exact same thing. The ceiling's coming down. Like, lady. It's, Why it's do you have this ceilings? <laughs> and later on, they reuse that door busting animation. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. It's it, it, like it, oh my god! Uh, I wonder if it was an intentional like Scooby Doo reusing animation <laughs> so thing, or, or if they just were reusing animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's one of those things of like. I mean, why not both, right? Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so uh, seven turns into a giant stick. That holds the floor to the ceiling, and eventually, like they fall through the floor because, like, the, you put all the, the pressure ceiling in one breaks plate. the floor basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in this next room, I guess it's just covered in photographs. They start looking at the photographs, and they see a photo of her with her husband in front of a stagecoach, and like, wow, that's really old. They, they get look really around. weirded out by it being a stagecoach, as opposed to it being like an ancient daguerreotype photo. Or being 1948 Berlin. I don't. It's like these guys can travel through time. So why would it be so weird that like this woman would be older than? The other guy who's... Yeah, anyway. It's pretty yeah, so, old, though. Yeah, they see uh, letters sent apparently during the Civil War. I have no idea how they would have identified it that early or knew that it was American Civil War since presumably they're in Japan, but... Yeah, there was a lot of question marks here, but don't worry yeah. about it. She was married to a Civil War soldier. Yeah, and apparently they all got returned like they never got to... Uh, and I'll deliver and to she him. never knew the war was over. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was in Japan. But yeah, basically the purpose is she never knew her husband died or just like refused to open the letters so that she would not know one of the, you know, like one of the two. Yeah. Yep. So she comes on the PA. She's like, I know who you guys are. You're cyborgs. I'm cyborg 0012. What? Uh, the... is in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, they start trying to escape him, but the house itself is uh, 12. Um, and then it turns into the hit 1999 made-for-TV Disney film Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> like, more or less, it turns into the hit 19. Like, it literally is just the house is attacking. I'm the entire house is the move. Like, yep. it's great. I love this bit. It's it's a really good one. It's amazing I, like, how from it, 9 to 12, they have gone from a marketable anime boy to a literal house. 
Yeah, so they get trapped in this hallway. It starts filling with acid, and it's like, this is my stomach. Ha, ha, ha. And they can't break out, so they try focusing the guns on the same spot. And Seven makes this terrible joke, like, if I get digested, I'll be with her forever. Ha, ha, that's silly. He's into Uh, war. Yeah, they eventually bust a hole in the (laughs) wall. uh, She says checkmate, and then makes a sound that, like, gives them all, like, super headaches. And so, like, they have these... At this point, the chessboard, all of the pieces surrounding the pawns just come in and crush them. The most illegal move in chess, the blitzkrieg. <laughs> Rarely used technique. All pieces immediately converge on the king. <laughs> so uh, Nine does his, his V fighting super speed, uh, goes and shoots a mirror, and oh no, behind it is another robot. But this one's actually kind of robot-y. Um, this robot has a real body of this woman, like inside of it, but it also has like a robot head and it's also like a there's sleeping a lot of beauty bio tank thing. Yeah, like yeah. the husband and her are from like the Civil War, right. right? So how is her body still there? Yeah, like they were cryo frozen in like the fifties. Oh, uh, she worked out. <laughs> <laughs> she just you know kept toned. It's fine. <laughs> Don't look a day over two hundred, ma'am. <laughs> So but, the tentacles come yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's this lady in a Sleeping Beauty thing, and it's like Akira, specifically like the Akira like cyber tentacle mm. things, like kind of devil gun to me. Yeah, that, that sort of like we go bo- spaghetti we go wires. Monster. It was the metallic yeah. technovirus or whatever from X Men? Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. sort of shit. So yeah, the house is on fire and everything. Uh, they start running. Seven's sad that they can't save her, so they skip the house as it burns down. Um, they see they look up to see a man and a woman in a window. They're like, "Could it be?" And then the house oh disappears. God. They even go, "That's not possible. That's too weird." And I'm like, "Oh my you god! You just got digested by a house, and this is what's weird. This is what's freaking you out right now." I'm wondering if the house like needs sustenance in order to continue functioning. And to that effect, do they have like DoorDash delivery people come on in and trap them in the digest hallway or? I ordered Domino's, but I'll be having you. <laughs> oh, no. Death House, the house that eats people. <laughs> it's like the local pizza house. It's like, no, don't deliver. Don't Do take orders deliver. from them. We've lost four delivery <laughs> drivers this month. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, the time skip. Um, seven or Four make up some bullshit. It's like her soul was refusing to leave the house because she loved her husband. And she also loved that house. And now she was trapped there. And Black Ghost somehow used that to make her a cyborg. You gotta understand, Four is a wife guy. It's true. Yeah. yeah. He is. Four is a wife guy. And they have decided after the ultimate wife guy episode to make the rare and cherished husband woman episode (laughs) (laughs) folks finally some equality around here (laughs) and so they leave um seven is real sad because he didn't get the hook up with a married woman and And also kazumi hasn't been found yet yeah the last thought of the episode is uh kazumi is in a car tied up with some gangsters and they're heading towards tokyo so that's cool uh, episode seven, we uh, cut to uh, eight is sitting on the edge of a skyscraper. He's getting real philosophical about possession. It's like, why do people say our city, my home? It's like the stars have planets, but the sun doesn't own the planets. Like he's getting into some like abolish private property stuff. And then um, the rest of the episode has nothing to do with that for reference. No. It just happens. Yeah. Well, uh, he talks, I think this it's supposed show to be likes about, to slip in. I think it's supposed to be about the orphan oh, stuff that's on later on because he talks about humans can be bought and sold. But yeah, true. There is a. I read a bit in his into his backstory, and he, there's a reason for that about the humans are beyond possession thing. But 
Yeah, so anyway, he's... Also, this show just slips in a lot of small messages here and there of, like, child soldiers are bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. Just, like, every small... <laughs> like, just in case, like, if you don't take anything else away from this, maybe don't kidnap kids and turn them into soldiers. <laughs> like, yeah. My tip for you. Yeah. Um, so he turns the three and five, who were there, kind of chilling with him on the top of the skyscraper. Three is looking around for Kazumi with her x-ray vision, but is having a hard time because there's way too many people and it's too noisy. Uh, two's jetting around saying he ain't found shit um, he's like why don't the cops help us and eight is like don't trust the cops only trust your fists he thinks <laughs> that our black ghost is behind him uh, they're like we should split up and look around that's them with their for this episode they're pretty much gone now yeah, um, yeah. We cut oh down to boy like, this dude I fucking hate this dude so we cut down to a city street there's this guy just stopping in the middle of the street and he yells, oh, yeah, and then just starts screaming about shit, like, don't judge me. I'm not a wimp. Don't you know who I am? I'm Mr. Yazoo. The walking, the walking animation for this fool is unbelievable. Like, they have decided they need to... They Shout-outs to this director or whoever sets up the, you know, the shots and does the storyboarding or whatever, because they managed to find the angle where this fool looks the precisely exact most bow-legged anyone can ever look while walking like he's doing the delinquent hands in his pockets you know thing a straw out of his mouth with his legs apart like a cowboy but they are out there and this dude is somehow his feet are fully sideways and he's still strutting front to back i call it <laughs> it's amazing. strutting mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah he's mr yazoo i guess uh his, oh yeah he's the, the world's greatest scar nose and to that effect he does have a giant nose with an x scar on the front of it he's also dressed in like red jacket lupons get up with the whole overcoat and tie but yeah so he's moping around he hates the city he's walking around he sees a bakery and he wants to go eat the food but he's poor and he starts yelling about it um this fat dude who kind of looks like mo from the three stooges walks out and he's carrying like a bag of baguettes and they kind of stare at each other for a bit and then they start chasing him he, yelling about bread at this point he yells oh yeah it's bread <laughs> <laughs> love that stuff can't get enough ooh Mr. Yasu wants that loaf <laughs> yeah, this so, is like uh, the extent of his character and about all we're gonna get of him too yeah so Yasu's <laughs> chasing bread guy around uh, Nine then goes and stops Yasu saying like hey you should shut up and Yasu's like are you Joe and, like, uh, Nine is dressed in, like, civilian clothing. By the way, he looks like Green Jacket Lupin. He has the green coat on. I don't. There we go. All all the kids from this orphanage just dress like Lupin. Yeah. So we get a flashback uh, to the both of them as kids. Uh, they're inside the cathedral or the church or whatever. And Father is lighting candles. But they replace one of their candles with fireworks. Ha, ha, ha. Got him. And then later on, uh, Nine punches Father and then cries and is sad. But Father forgives him. This is, like... You get a ton of backstory for Nine, but it's told over the course of, like, 30 or 45 seconds and completely non-linearly. So, like, it's really hard to tell what's going on. Yeah, it's rapid fire just going through this shit. And I I have a feeling that's intentional. And we'll get, like, the more drawn-out version of... In 50 episodes, one of them is probably just going to be that. Like, front to back, I think. I'm hoping. It it is very much presented like he's not totally sure what's going on, but he remembers the father and how he replaced one of his candles with a firework at one point. That's dangerous, kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, It showed a shot of, like, the inside of the church just going off, like, the fourth. But, um... So yeah, Yazoo, back in the present, Yazoo thought that Nine birthed the church down. He's like, I thought it was you, but Nine's like, I always respected father. And Yazoo's like, well, do you know about the orphan friends? And Nine's like, yeah, they all went to foster homes, right? And Yazoo's like, that was a lie. And Nine is all like, 
concerned and you know surprised. By the way, bread guy is with them still. Like he didn't leave after he got accosted for his bread. Well, see, I looked this up because I was very confused about all of this. <laughs> this entire set of two episodes. And apparently, he was also a church foster kid. Yes, Yazoo was a church foster kid. That was like no, 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 the bread, oh, bread guy. Well, no, bread the guy. big boy, Bo. Bread guy was also a that. church foster kid. It doesn't like it's... actually get said explicitly in the episode. No, it doesn't. They mention it in what at one point, yeah. but it could easily be misinterpreted as thank you for being nice to me now, as opposed yeah. to being nice to me back True. then. And it yeah. was meant like, as back the then, yeah. but the localization didn't. Put that together yeah, I, fully, I, so it was like because that's what I thought too at first. Basically, they all kind of know each other, so right. I think that's why Yasu was like yeah. kicking him for his bread. Right? I was like, I don't know that dude. Give me bread. Except, and it turns into give me, give me, give me that bread. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So he was saying that um. You know, they want the foster home. So I said that was a lie. Um, Yazoo's like, I went to see them with some buddies, but there's no houses at the address. And it's like, Yazoo says that father wasn't who they thought he was. Like, he was weird. And the bread guy's just kind of staring at them the entire time this happened. And whittling as, as he goes. Yeah. Uh, we cut to an ocean. There's an oil tanker. And it's like, Hard another cut. ship is approaching. That's weird. And then they get torpedoed and the oil tanker explodes. Rip oil. Back to the, <laughs> yeah, we cut back to the bread guy. The bread guy gives Nine this wood rabbit that he carved. It's like really good. And the bread guy also gives him a bunch of bread. And, like, Nine is really confused why he's being so generous all of a sudden. And Yazoo is being a huge jackass yelling, gimme, gimme, gimme. And, yeah. He's yelling, rise and grind, gamers. Let's get that bread. <laughs> yeah, so um, we cut to a new guy. I'm calling this dude Dr. Wiley because yes. he has yes. Dr. Wiley hair, but he doesn't have, like, the nose or the glasses. He just has huge lips. He, he's, yeah. Yeah, so he has his umbrella and he, whatever. He's jumping around like a ninja on the roofs. It's stupid. Um, he shows up to the three of them and he starts getting angry at the bread guy for some reason. He's like, why are you wander off? You should come back with me. And he starts dragging him. The Nine and Yazoo are really confused. But then Yazoo's like, I recognize that da guy. He was from when we were a kid. So we he get a flashback. He the father. Yeah, Doc, the wily dude uh, was with the father. Um, you know, they talked in that when all the kids left, it was always around when he, the wily guy would show up. So Nine doesn't want to believe the father was involved with him. But Yazoo thinks that it's like, that's why all the... Uh, the father may have been killed because he may have been in with a bad crowd. They also say the father a lot of times in this because this guy doesn't get a name. Nah. No. Me padre. Um, so we go back to the car where those thugs were before. There's like four of them, I think. Um, one of the thugs asked Wiley, he's like, why was it delayed? And he said it was a cyborg. And they asked which one, and he IDs it. It was number nine. We flash back to the church time. Wiley kills the father because he was going to give the police info. So there's the whole backstory thing. Uh, the it turns out was... Dr. Wiley killed the father. Yeah. Um, yeah, it also shows Nine entering the burning church right after the father died. And so Wiley like, has a vendetta about it and he wants to go kill number nine. But the thought thug, is like, listen, you got to set this tight. The new boss is here. He's got to be here soon. He's got to take care of them. So we just have to wait for him. And Wiley wants to see what the new boss is because the new boss is number 0013. We cut Neat. to God damn it. We cut to underwater in this like little mini sub. Three is there and she's looking real sad. So seven starts monologuing just some bullshit to try to cheer her up, and six tells him he sucks at his like beat poetry thing. <laughs> six is like, get off the fucking stage. Yeah, like they're looking for that sunken tanker ship. 
And Gilmore thinks that the tanker sunk because of Black Ghost and whatever. Seven just starts going into, like, musical territory and makes up this, like, modern major general lyrics to, like, finding a sub. It's really weird. Yeah, and now Eight is outside doing Aquaman shit. This whole scene is really stupid. But the whole idea the is they find on the seafloor. Yeah. We cut out to the city pier. It's at nighttime. The thugs kick Kazumi out of the car. Um, the thugs got a telepathic message saying to meet here on the dock with number 13. Um, a wave starts approaching the pier and this invisible thing just gets out of the water and they can kind of tell through the animation it's huge even though they can't see it. It also has like giant Godzilla hands even though when we do eventually see it, it's not Godzilla. Yeah, it's like they do this whole, they kind of do it like smoke and mirrors. Also, like the water kind of splashes off a bit, but you can tell this thing's like 20, like 200, 300 feet tall. It's huge. So um, we cut to four, six, and seven. They're in the sub. Um, four wants to go after the new giant thing. Apparently, they know there's a new giant thing based on the footprints, but it's whatever. It's a pretty big footprint. It's all inside. Yeah. So they want to go after it instead of Kazumi, but Gilmore says no. It's like we have to find Kazumi first because he's the foremost scientist in biotechnology. Biochemistry, whatever. He has multiple doctorates. Also, my friend. Damn it. <laughs> like, he also starts being like, also, he's a member of this family, so we gotta get him back. But, you know, um, foremost biochemist as well. Yeah, so. As well. That also. <laughs> very useful PhD to have around <laughs> in these times. So we cut the nine. He's just on the pier looking around, and he's about to leave for the sub because uh, Gilbor uh, called them all back, but he accidentally runs into the thugs. And Wiley starts attacking Nine, and Nine asks, like, what do you want? And he thinks that Wiley is Black Ghost, because he's... I gotta say, Nine is, like, really dumb in this episode. Like, he keeps asking, like, the dumbest shit. And it's always like, oh? Oh? About everything. Wait, are you the Black Ghost? And Wiley's like, no, dumbass, obviously not. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, where was I? Uh, Wiley starts saying that the priest did horrible things, and Nine asks for, like, well, what about the priest? Tell me more about the father. And Wiley starts as, like, you can ask him in the afterlife, and tries to use this umbrella gun on him, but uh, Nine's we fights his way behind Nine him. Nine has super speed. Oops. Yeah. Uh, then there's explosions happening around him. Nine gets tossed around, almost falls down a hole. He kind of sees an invisible giant through the water again, and also I think he hits, like, some power lines during this point. It also leaves a big yeah. shadow, which is important, I guess. Yeah. Um... Nine like trying to get up onto uh, this big thirteen guy really quickly, and like uses his super Wii mode. And apparently, he has a Super Saiyan two where he goes yes, even faster. Yes, 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 <laughs> this yes, yes. This comes yes, out of yes. nowhere. Yeah. It's beautiful. Now, when did he get that? And why didn't he use it earlier? This is the most perfectly Superman nineteen sixties ass writing right here. Of just like, oh no, this guy can keep up with me. The good news, I unlocked level two. What? <laughs> I have the second level Let's of see fatal if he skill. Can keep up with I'm using this. it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So he jumps up on top of uh, 13 and then, um, like, he shoots it or hits it or something. It falls over like he's about to defeat it. Uh, but then, like, right as he goes in to give the final blow, uh, Kazumi is there in front of the robot. It's, like, in Nine front hesitates. of his face. And also, Kazumi's on a cross, like, tied to a cross here. So it's, <laughs> yes. it's a bit hard to tell. Yeah. But so is the robot holding Kazumi up? Is Kazumi inside I, I guess Kazumi's, like, I being held don't... hostage by the robot. Because he did get picked up by him earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, in front of his head or something. It's really weird. He's basically using Kazumi as a shield, which is hilarious because he's a 20-story tall robot. Yeah. So uh, Nine hesitates and then gets hit and falls over, and Nine thinks he's dead, but Thirteen just gets up and leaves, and Nine's really confused about that. The The end end of this episode is baffling. Both of us were just sitting there going, 
we're, we're just as confused as nine. We're just like, what happened in this episode? This episode went places. Yeah, It went like four places at once, and then they all just kind of converged when huge invisible robot hit the scene. Because like, what's going to upstage a huge <laughs> invisible robot? <laughs> like, it's the huge... And invisible. Wow. That's that's incredible. It seems very easy to just identify, just go down to the fucking Sherlin Williams and just pick up a couple gallons of paint and fall, you found your it robot. Is, I will say, it's invisibility, pretty whack. Yeah. <laughs> like, front, it, like, it got hit by electricity. You could see it. It got wet. You could see it. It gets muddy, like in the film The Predator, when Arnold Schwarzenegger tricks the Predator, the titular Predator of the film Predator, into getting muddy and thus visible. Also works. Oh wait, no, that's Arnold getting himself muddy. Yes, well, it's kind of a two-way trick, bring, right? To bring down his body, he right, covers right. himself in the cool Same mud. Concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Arnold rolls around in the cool. It does mud. look pretty cool yeah. when it's like kind of half mudded over, and it's just this it invisible like muddy thing. skeleton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so episode eight starts. We see a car driving around the road. Uh, the radio is saying, oh, "Please don't know why there's a fire at the pier." Uh, whatever. The chauffeur is driving this guy in the back seat. The guy in the back seat puts on like a clan hood. Oh, Clan hood. Yeah. Yeah, the bad guys very much are just the clan, which, hey, I accept it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, hate, uh, I, I, I instantly hate, hate these guys. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so the man enters this mansion with a bunch of, like, so kind of, he enters this mansion. Immediately he goes into, like, the black and white zone, and there's, like, these shadows of sharks and jellyfish and shit yeah, flying around. Yeah, it's like you're in a weird aquarium type thing, except it's all in black and white, and there's a bunch of chairs with a bunch of other people in clan hoods. Oh, yeah. I was, I was yeah, like, also, oh, God, it's the KKK. We're, we're in a, a clan meme. Yeah, and like the Blues Brother thugs are there. Like, right, these all guys, of their like, thugs are Blues Brothers as well. Their suits. <laughs> yeah. So um, Black Black Ghost is there, and he's giving like a PR pep talk, and he's going to demo this new weapon. It's like you know, let the me show you first the newest quarter. technology from Black Ghost Industries. He cuts <laughs> to a TV that is also shaped like a giant turtle. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Do you think? Do you think Black Ghost was like his universe's like Steve Jobs? Maybe. Like it just broke real bad. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, so um, the TV cuts to basically a recap of the entire last episode. Yes, of uh, thirteen showing up, nine um, on the docks with Wiley, them fighting, talking about father, etc. Uh, back in the present, Gilmore asks Nine to help him. Is like we need to uh, we need to go help the others figure out how to get this robot. And Nine kind of looks down at the wood rabbit that the bread boy gave him. Hey, bread boy. So Gilmore starts asking Nine about Thirteen. He's like, do you have any, uh, you know, any idea of how to beat this guy? And they talk about the transparency, saying like, oh, you know, I think it can make it visible. It's it's very pseudoscience. Well, could you see his shadow even though he was invisible? And Nine's like, oh mm, uh, yeah, I think I could see his shadow well, even though he was invisible. He's just got invisibility on his skin, clearly, obviously, <laughs> right? So that's easy the to get. The rest rid of. of him is visible. The rest of him reflects light, but his skin is transparent. By the way, if this were a thing for real people, it would be horrifying because you'd just see like their bones Give and guts. Give me the sinew. That'd, that'd be a and bad it would time. Be that anatomy yeah. model where you yes. see all the muscles. That's oh, what God. it would look like. <laughs> It's me, I'm the invisible man, but only for like an inch or two. Oh my god, oh, it hurts. <laughs> way worse, actually. That Venture Bro character, the lady on the impossible yes. team that yeah. like her skin goes invisible. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Four asks about Kazumi. He's like, yeah, he's still being held hostage. We have to think of a plan that can get him back without hurting him. 
Uh, we're back to Black Ghost's TED Talk. Uh, he's <laughs> shitting on Tokyo saying, this is a city. They built a city on a fault line. What fucking idiots. It's earthquake prone. It's time for my new robot 13 to make earthquakes. So they cut the 13. He's stomping around the city, breaking he's shit. He's godzilla Tokyo right now. Yeah, like, for as much as, like, <laughs> the Black Ghost is saying, like, you know, it's got to pretend, since it's invisible, we can pretend this is an earthquake. Ha, ha, ha. But it's, like, obviously, like, busting shit <laughs> like Godzilla. It's so. It's punching buildings. <laughs> it's, yeah. So the cyborg starts to, um, the cyborg, uh, all the cyborgs get into their new sub boat. Apparently three named it the dolphin. And two fucking hates that. <laughs> <laughs> so the dolphin boats out of its cave that it's in and it's also a plane it's a subboat plane it flies around Hell why not yeah. who cares uh, they fly it over the Tokyo apparently 70% of Tokyo is burning so Which this is, is yeah, another disaster. Tuesday <laughs> That's yeah. That's a hell of a figure. Like seventy percent of a major city. That's like beyond the Chicago fire. Yep, that's like, <laughs> like that's that's wild. That's dozens of millions of people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, Black Ghost apparently has kidnapped Kazumi to prevent the cyborgs from interfering. That's their whole thought line. Uh, Black Ghost is now overlaid on Tokyo, doing his menacing ha 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 laugh. Uh, saying that it's 13 is super powerful and it can fight off any conventional army and that it's never going to be beat, you know? Nope, never. Not by the end of this episode. <laughs> I just have the nose. Like, no one can see this fucking robot, even though it's like 150 feet tall and it's covered <laughs> in smoke and it's super obvious where it is at all times. But Surely it's making that like it's walking around. It must be damaging the ground. Like Earthquake. They showed it earlier, like when it first hit land, like doing like Death Stranding footprints. Yeah, yeah you would like think. every step it was leaving a big old footprint in the ground. <laughs> Earthquake yeah, so, footprints. Um, Black Ghost says like its biggest thing is that it can synchronize its brainwaves with other cyborgs. I don't know why that's a good thing. It's Bluetooth compatible. Who cares? Yeah, it's gonna get super hacked. Yeah, we cut to eight. I guess he's piloting the dolphin. He's saying that it's undetectable by radar. <laughs> Sorry, just the idea of a super villain like at the end being like, and I connected it to the Internet of Things. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, it runs on the Amazon Cloud API. And then it just like no goes down pinning. inexplicably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently dolphin's undetectable by radar. Two is continuously expressing his hate for that name. Um, they spot 13's damage. 4 says, like, oh, so we're going to use a heat bomb. And apparently if we hit it with a heat bomb, its skin will get hot or something. And then, like, wavelengths won't go through it or whatever. Don't they techno-babble some more. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, uh, black body absorption. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, 2 is like, hey, 7, you should go do it. And 7 doesn't want to because he's comic relief. 2's like, um, it would be really conspicuous if I did it. Even though 2 has been flying around the city, like, all week. Yeah, I don't know. Don't worry about it. So they send seven, which is better. Yeah, yes, it's, it's better for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four says, like, oh, we got to use the heat bomb. Gilmore is like, uh, or sorry, nine says he has an idea on how to save Kazumi, but it's like, I got to do it alone. And Gilmore is like, no, you can't. It's too dangerous. Even and then though he they goes want like, to, like, you get the dramatic no from Kazoo, from the doctor. I don't get this. Nine's like, I got a plan, but I got to do it alone. And Gilmore's like, no, I like my battle hand better of dropping the nuke on him. <laughs> Oh, nine, stop! So is like, yeah, whatever. We'll let nine do his thing first and then back up, do the backup if he fails. We cut the outside. Seven has turned himself into a crow with a rocket launcher. Yes, As one does. This is why he's number two on the tier list. <laughs> <laughs> I could be anything, so I decided to be a crow with a rocket launcher. Hell yeah. He fires the rocket launcher at 13. Um, it shows up. Like, for the record... 
He is a regular sized crow with a regular sized rocket <laughs> yes. propelled grenade. Like he is struggling with it and it's like falling off of him and he's like, oh shit, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. It's like you could have turned into any bird and you went with a crow, like a regular sized ass crow. Right. It was ridiculous. I love Inconspicuous. it. Could have been a raven. A raven could handle an RPG, no problem. <laughs> I just like that. Like, peregrine need... falcon? Ooh-wee. <laughs> I just like that they said, like, we need someone delicate. And it's like, the two can't go out. He's too conspicuous. So it's a crow with a rocket launcher. Like, that's any better than the jetpack guy. So anyway, they fire the rocket at 13. It shows up like its invisibility wears off. And Black Ghost is on his TED Talk. Is, Something has gone wrong. No! <laughs> and, you know, Black Ghost's industry stock has plummeted 50 points because of this. In the middle of his presentation, <laughs> the Xbox blue screened. And he's like, oh, no. no like, oh, you don't he's, do that like, he's like, it's my car is bulletproof here. Let me show you. Yes. It's a little sledgehammer. Um, so 13 goes back on their ground because it can do that, I guess. Uh, Nine starts walking around the city uh, trying to look for 13. Here comes my favorite plot point of the episode. (laughs) I don't know what Nine's plan was. They never explained his plan and obviously it goes awry instantly because he finds a crying girl. This Um, girl looks very like four kids Yu-Gi-Oh-E by the way. Like doesn't fit in with the art style at all. And she's like, help me find my mama. I was gonna say... I was going to say one of the, uh, like, little children that uh, Kenshiro finds very yes. early in Hakuto no Ken. Like, they're very that design. Very innocent yeah. baby girl. Pigtails looking like five-year-olds. Yeah. So uh, she's crying. He's trying to comfort her. Uh, bread guy shows up and is like, hey, you need to follow me right now. And so Nine's like, okay. So he picks up the kid. And they walk up like a 500 staircase thing to a shrine. So, so now let's just try to keep count of how many times the 009... Could have put this girl down. Oh my god, yes. It's one. so funny. We'll so, start uh, with one before he went up. to the fucking shrine. <laughs> yeah, half Learn up. a lesson from Leon Scannity and just leave her in a dumpster <laughs> for a minute. And then come back. Like, just be like, hey, stay here. I'm about to go fight it's a really supervillain. I will be like, back. I don't have time for this. And then he picks up it. <laughs> and holds her for the next 15 minutes. Yeah. So halfway up the staircase to the shrine, he meets the four thugs that were in the car from earlier. Um, Nine demands that they release Kazumi. Uh, they start taunting him. Nine's like, okay, I'm going to fight you, but don't hurt this girl. And then immediately runs in the battle holding the girl. Yeah, put, puts out like, the girl chance to. Just goes by there. Don't hurt her. Also, I'm not going to let go of her. Are you using the girl as a human shield? Uh, no. <laughs> also, no, I can't use my acceleration power because I'm holding this girl. Yes, yes, that's why, because of course, it would kill her. But, like, yes. I can't put her down, no. Yeah, so one of them runs at him with a sword. He somehow makes the guy cut his own glasses off. Like it's his weird. Icon, He's got, like, zoom in eyes and he cuts them off somehow. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them run up to the top of the staircase, so he follows. At the top of the staircase, he meets up with Bread Guy. He Could have put Kazumi the girl is. down. Number three. Yeah. Um, Wiley starts shooting at him, but Nine kind of... Uh, he, yeah, so Wiley shoots at Nine, but Bread like kind of tells him to stop because of the kid. Like The Bread Guy doesn't want the kid getting hurt. So There's has, a kid like, a there. Wiley's like, I don't give a fuck, and starts shooting anyway. Yeah. Uh, Wiley doesn't care, and he starts shooting more, and eventually traps Nine on another cliff edge. Oops. He loves happening. being on the cliff edge. Uh, oh, I didn't even realize that. You're right, though. Yeah. It was, in fact, another cliff edge. <laughs> Damn, they snuck that one by me. 
Yeah, so Wiley starts monologuing for a bit about uh, stopping cyborgs or something. Uh, Nine is uh, kind of hunched over the kid as Wiley shoots at him with a machine gun. Uh, Wiley says uh, he'll kill Nine with the same knife he used to kill Father, and the kid starts crying. Which is pretty Nine fucked d- up, for reference. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Nine asks him, is like, uh, did Father work for Black Ghost? You have to tell me. And there's a great line here. Wiley says, yeah. trusting and caring for others were his only crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So, yeah. I'm evil, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so Father apparently did not know about Black Ghosts and was just selling kids to slavery inadvertently without knowledge. Oops, I thought they were going to a nice foster home in the country. Yeah. Uh, so Nine's pissed that his orphan friends were taken by Black Ghost. Uh, he says, this only proves one thing. Black Ghost is evil. Oh, this line yeah. is so good. Well, response to Wiley's like oh this proves that me and all the other people like me prove that humans are bad and awful and fuck you and and Nine's like no that only proves one thing Black Ghost is evil it's really hammed up it took like, us eight episodes the way on it. to get to that point he's still <laughs> got the kid in his arm yeah by the way <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Wiley and the other thugs uh, get punched by Red Guy and they fall over and it's like, oh, you must be 13. And they're like, why'd so you Fred do that guy, to us? 13. The guy's 13. It wasn't the big robot. And yeah, he was controlling the big robot. 13 uh, lets him go because it's like, the last is like, yeah. So now he's like, why did you why did you do that? And he's like, well, you weren't a bully to me in the last episode when, what's his name? Uh, Yazoo was well, being a he, jerk. He just says, you weren't a bully to me back then when everyone else was. And this is when I think that was supposed to be yeah. referencing the orphanage. Right. Yeah, I think um, it kind of but, gets lost in the dub, I'm sure. Yeah, the localization whiffs on getting that across. Because, like, they don't show a scene of it that's very clear, so it doesn't really I thought it was, up. like, referring to when Yozu was being a huge jerk and was trying to steal his bread, and he stopped him for that. I, I think it's kind of both but yeah 13 is uh one of the church orphans who was given um to black ghost by uh dr wiley and then became experimented on and became a cyborg hmm. uh yeah so nyan starts giving a monologue saying that like i trusted you with my respect as a person i don't want any violence but then like they kind of square off like they're gonna fight and the girl starts crying he's still kind the girl. Right. Well, at this point. No, no, no. This is when he finally puts yeah. the girl. Or is uh, he, this when it happens when I think it's like, like 13 takes the girl yeah, from yeah. him? 13 and, literally like gives the girl a little like elephant. Puts her on a swing. And like takes her away from Nine who has been just holding her in a death grip this entire time. <laughs> so the bad guy is the one who thinks maybe we should move the child out of this. Yeah. He's like, if we engage turbo mode and you're still holding this kid, I know you already forgot this. <laughs> you're gonna kill her. So I'm just gonna go ahead and take her away, put her on the swing, and we don't want to hurt the kid. Let's rock. <laughs> and like then they go. Yeah. Yeah, so they like kind of square off and then start going into this Wii Fighting dimension. Um, there's a fight scene here. Oh, for- it's raining as well because it looks cooler right, that yes, way. Yes, absolutely. And like it shows them in slow motion dancing between the drops of rain because it's awesome. Um, what the thug from before, they got his eyes chopped on the stairs. He kind of walks up the staircase and he knows that like 9 and 13 are fighting. So he gets a sword out and ready. Um, 13 is faster than 9. Um, How 13 goes to punch 9, thing? but then like gets sliced nine? by the thug buddy. 
Nine is like the fast one, and yet uh, all the other robots after him are fast. Well, they perfected the technology at like with him, so then they just started installing it on everyone else and giving them the upgrades. For the record, 13 isn't just faster than 9. 13 is so much faster than 9 that he is doing a technique originally performed by Goku and Tien Shinhan <laughs> when they moved so fast that it gave that it gave the illusion of them having multiple arms, where Goku moved his arms up and down in frequency with human eyesight in a way that made it seem like he had six arms that could all punch Very him. Very powerful. Uh, and he does this and literally splits into like five separate dudes to beat Nine's ass. <laughs> like, it's really good. <sighs> yeah, so um, 13 goes to punch Nine, but then gets sliced by the other thug on the crawl up the staircase, but that really didn't hurt 13 at all, and then he just kind of punches that thug back. Yeah, he's kind of pointless that he goes for a slash and then hits his buddy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then he asks, like, why do we have to fight? Um, well, no, that was just, like, he was one of the assassins that was with them, so, like, he's not a cyborg, but he's, like, a super trained, like, really killer kind of guy and the whole thing is he goes up there and he's like well i don't have my goggles so i can't see him when they're in super mode anymore but like i can still hear the hum of that engine so he just like closes his eyes and like listens for the sound of turbo mode and then like hears it picks it up and is like finally gotcha and slashes but doesn't realize that like 13 was also there yeah he thought it was just nine Uh i think is the idea yeah Okay, so anyway, that big robot shows up again um, with Kazumi, apparently. Uh, he puts Kazumi down, and then 13, or 9 asks 13 to come with him. He's like, listen, you could be a good guy. Come with us. But 13's like, no, I can't betray Black Ghost. I need to leave. Get out of here. And so 9 gives a big no. 13 jumps off the cliff with the big robot next to him, and then they explode down below. <laughs> <laughs> um, later, 9 goes down to the waves. He has the girl bad. with her! Yeah, yeah. He, yes. Oh, yes, because at one point during the fight, uh, I think when the giant robot came up, the swing was about to be destroyed, so Nine grabbed the girl from the swing. So he has the girl in his arms again while he's, like, pleading with Thirteen to stay, and then he takes the girl... Down the cliff. Down the cliff. <laughs> to go see the dying body of Thirteen. Yeah, another time he could have put <laughs> the girl down. It's real stupid. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, 13 points of this guy says something about like don't you hear it's calling the girl's name take her there she'll be safe there and never really elaborates on it because he just croaks over and dies I guess he found her mom like five miles away or something yeah yeah. oh yeah I forgot 13 says like I wish we could have been friends what's your real name well no and he's like it's Joe what's yours will you tell me your Hey, how about we share a moment of humanity to prove that we're not just robots, which is a major theme of all <laughs> of this it? always. <laughs> uh, I'm Joe, and then 13 just, like, dies before he manages to say his own name. Yeah, so if you remember in one of the endings, there were the weird, uh, like, drawn images. Uh, one of them was 13 in uh, the cyborg The regular, outfit, yeah. the red outfit. The red outfit as, like, a what could have been image that uh, ended up in the ending. But now he's dead. But now he's dead. Curse this, you, uh, this show goes real fast. Yeah. <laughs> this show moves. We've killed, what, four I... cyborgs now? Five, I guess, yeah. if you think of ten as two, but... Mm. It's it's also that like they'll have an idea for an episode and they don't really care if it makes sense. They'll just kind of go for it. They're definitely is... just adapting like straight from the original manga here, which was clearly extremely monster of the wiki and 
Boy, howdy, do they, does it have to move to fit some things in? Yeah. The thing that's great is, I was wondering, are we ever going to reach the level of, like, the 19, what is it, like, 1960-something original, where it's like, hmm, that penguin looks suspicious. Like, that level of nonsense, but... I, I really think we're getting there. Like, we're immediately <laughs> approaching strange penguin level. And, oh, God, I hope they didn't cut it out. Like, it's the exact time period of media creation where they would have cut that out for being like, that's dumb stuff for kids. But, like, please give me a penguin. For the love with a of God, I need it. had vampire ghost lady mansion. So, it's like, I, I wouldn't put it past What there. wouldn't they put in this anime is the day question. Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, next time uh, we're doing nine through twelve. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Whatever's yes, in those. That sounds right. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Till that, like, I honestly can I just say I actually am loving watching this show because it flies by. Like the other shows, I'm like taking it in, internalizing it. This one's like. One step up from Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hell yeah. Like, I just let it wash yeah. over me, and I'm like, this kicks ass. <laughs> it's a show for children, so it's not really that deep at all, and uh, it just kind of puts everything right out in front of you and expects you to just, you know, go with it. So, yeah, if you manage to wow cool robot cyborg 009, you are trying. <laughs> it, like, legit is just like, child soldiers are bad. Maybe don't always do violence. Great. <laughs> Like always. So. Fight, fight, fight. I can't wait to see more of this show. Do you think, hey, do you think they're going to make a Cyborg 0013? Or <laughs> wait, like 14? <laughs> do you think they're going to make already lost I already track. lost track wait, of what wait, number we're on. Yeah, I already have forgotten where we're at. <laughs> That's just, the real question. I was just going to make it even dumber the fact that they've done 0010 when it should be 010. The zero's, zero's the brand, you know? Yeah, yeah, we're going to go 0, zero 100. We're going to get there. Nothing is cooler than 007. And by that, I mean James Bond, not the awful shape-shifting cyborg. <laughs> like, just to be clear. Uh, well, till next time, I suppose. Space anime? Ish. <laughs> Bye-bye. Maybe. <laughs> hey, what are the chances we don't end up in space over the course of oh, this show? Oh, we Zero percent? Yeah. yeah. It's, Negative it's percent happen. somehow. Space is yeah. Cyborg 0023. Actually, let me take that back. The moon is Cyborg 0023. <laughs> Spoilers. Holy shit. Call Wait, my shot. Everyone, write down your prediction sheet. Episode 2, Vickis predicts a cyborg will be the moon, <laughs> which I have a lot of respect for. I'm going to make my pre- uh, prediction that one of them will be a... Um, Oh, what's that? Uh, the Truman Show. There will be a <laughs> cyborg that is an entire Truman Show situation into and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got one for us, Kubo? <laughs> hmm. I don't know, but I think there's probably going to be an evil baby. Ooh. Ooh. I was my backup. Uh, if mine's too close to the other answer is a very cool car that is also a cyborg. <laughs> Serene, do you have I, I was a cyborg prediction? something similar to the, the evil baby, and it's going to be an evil femme fatale. I mean, there's got to be. Oh, right? yeah. That's, that's like, kind of Oh, yeah. There's Hot lady a, and she goes a, fast. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> the femme fatale is the car. It's like a Labyrinth <laughs> or something. Start merging them. 
Oh, God. Oh, transforming Lambo robots, <laughs> space anime. 